This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. And welcome back to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and Emilio Dinell, the foam shadow outside of Craven Cottage. This is our initial reaction show, the foam's 4-1 to bounce-back victory against QPR. And uh, I'm going to go right to Emilio, who's outside of Craven Cottage, just to get your opening reactions, Emilio. Emilio, mm. I predicted 3-1. to I said that it was mm. going to be a bumpy ride. Emilio, I was wrong about the scoreline, but it was a little bit of a bumpy ride, but they got all three points and a convincing 4-1 to one victory. Do you think it was convincing? Absolutely. Before I talk about the game, just to say, just remind everyone watching, we are the Fulham family, yeah? We're all together in this. Fans who don't like you, Fulham Football Club, stay away, please. We're all one family. We all want to stay together, and we love this club through good days and bad days. So I'm just That's my rant, my 10-second rant, <laughs> Russ. So as far as I'm concerned... If you don't like it, stay away, guys, okay? We don't need you. We don't want you part of this family. Anyway, that's my rant. So, back to Fulham victory. Okay. Pretty emphatic, to be honest. You know, I think we had, we had to bounce back after that Coventry debacle a couple of weeks ago. In a weird way, QPR did exactly the same as what we did. They collapsed the second half, that's you right. know, in a, in a weird way. But that was emphatic. And the only disappointment is we didn't, we didn't win by a bigger margin. And that was my disappointment. We should we should have been two or three up by half time. Absolutely, Emilio. Without only one goal cushion, there's always a risk they're gonna they're gonna get a chance, get a moment, which they did. And but the way we responded after that, and the way we came back into the game, and the fact we could have scored even more goals after that was just a you know a very emphatic performance. Good comeback, good recovery from the team. They wanted it right from the word go. Yep. You know, they, the whole team was up for that challenge. They got their bottoms kicked after their performance two weeks ago. And we saw that today. QPR had no had no response. The fact that they only lost 4-1 is flattering to QPR rather than to Fulham. So overall, <laughs> very impressive performance. And other than the, the actual result itself, we'll talk about it shortly, but there'll be some other positives, you know, around, you know, some of the individual performances, the yep. lineup as well, some changes in that lineup as well, which was encouraged. But overall, a fortress performance. Okay, excellent. Over to you, Max. Uh, I asked you before the show, is it Mad Max or Optimus Max? <laughs> I know you were mad after the last match. I was mad too. 
give me your opening thoughts on the match. Yeah, definitely. Definitely Optimus Max. I just love beating QPR. Uh, and today was the perfect way to do it. I think they came back. They had a lot of false hope. Mm. They were pretty happy in the way end. And then we shut that down very quickly. Yeah. And honestly, Emilio said it could have been five or six. We had some better finishing. So it was just a thrashing. And I'd love to see that, you know, this team face adversity today. QPR looked like they are in the ascendancy after Dyke scored. And we came back from that in a way I really haven't seen in a long time from Fulham. Uh, considering what happened, you know, before the international break and other matches when we've gone behind or even they pegged back, we thought the team just wilted. But today, Mitrovic showed why he's the best goal scorer, I think, in recent championship history. Um, Cabano really impressed me. Robinson was fantastic off the bench. A lot of really great performers there. And, yeah. you know, they need, a, they need a response, and we got one 100%. And again, look, listen, against a team who is right below us on the table. Let's right. keep yeah. our side had a good start to the season. We need to bounce back into playoff contender. Mm-hmm. And we did that. Okay, excellent. And my opening thoughts, really, again, it goes to what Emilio said at the beginning of the match. Listen, you know, I talk about this a lot on my other show, that we don't marginalize victories. If it's a victory, we call it a victory. If it's a loss, it's a loss. So it's a victory. But if I'm going to be completely honest with you, it was a convincing victory in the second half, but it was disappointing. As Emilio said, I'm thinking, how the hell are we only up 1-0 at the half? So that Mm -hmm. is a talking point that we can talk about. Well, I'll also mention that to Giannis when we do the post-match show on Monday. But that's a disappointing part is that for some reason, they could not get that second goal, Emilio. So let's just get right into it. Let's talk about the goal from Mitro early on in the first half. And then what you saw after that, because again, it was a positive how Fulham started. They just could not get that second goal. Yeah, and I'm thinking that that first goal, I think it's, you know, Mitrovic, you can clearly say he was up for the game, you know, to be honest. Absolutely. He's been pretty ruthless this season, you know, in front of goal. And maybe in hindsight, maybe he should have had a few more goals. He's had some good finishing, and that first goal was great. You know, great cross from Dennis Adoy. I'm going to give him a shout-out. I thought, excellent cross. Missed passing that led to QPR's goal. Dennis had a steady game, had a very solid game, and he got an an assist there. So I'm very pleased for him. And, you know, I don't think Mitrovic had the right to score that goal there, to be totally honest. It was the other side of the pitch for me, but the way he took that down and the ball was sort of behind him, but the way he just got his fantastic on with that power, bottom corner, emphatic. That was a true, you, you could argue a world-class finish. You know, okay. so, uh, oh, that's exactly the start we need. An early goal, 10 minutes into the game. We're dominating with a lot of possession, winning corners, looking dangerous. And we got an early goal. Just that was what we needed to settle those nerves. Okay. And over to you, Max, because as I said to Emilio, we get the early goal. And then Mitro actually had a couple of great opportunities to score a second. There was the header off of a corner and then later on in the first half. But we just couldn't get that second goal. And I thought it was a dominant first half, but I was just a little concerned going into the half. Mm-hmm. up just a goal. What were your thoughts as we watched the first half and going into halftime? Yeah, you know, just as you said, we felt we were dominant. We deserved more than one. Mm-hmm. And slowly it creeps into your mind. Is it going to come back to bite us? And, you know, <laughs> I, I push it right out of my mind right away. But, you know, we're Fulham fans. We understand what happens. <laughs> but this was kind of coming, I think, I think within the last 15 minutes of that first half. Yep. Um, they hit the post, I think, through Willick. It was a good well, strike. And that should have been a wake-up yep. call for us, unfortunately. Absolutely. We ended the second half as we started – sorry, we ended the first half. As yeah. We started the second half kind of asleep, not really up for it, and we got punished right away. But that just shows in the championship, nothing is given. You know, you can't just coast in one no lead and think that will take you 
through the match. You need to get that insurance goal. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a drop in intensity, which is expected, but we needed that two goal insurance. And it was okay. weird. It's after, after Cavalero got, got taken off range. I thought it was Cavalero was had a poor first 10, 15 minutes. Then he had a very good spell where he was involved in the looked lively, looked dangerous, a good run, good pass. He then got, he got injured. And we saw, to Max, to your point, we sort of went a little bit flat. So we yeah. sort of, bit, not jaded, we, we took our foot off the gas somewhat. We, weren't, you know, we were creating, but we're a little bit with a different velocity, like we're in second gear on the third or fourth. And, you know, that we gave QPR the, a bit of momentum there. We gave them the opportunity to get back into the game and they, they hit the post. And another day that could have gone in the back of the net and we would have, instead of being 3-0 up, we would have been 1-1. Um, right. that, that was my disappointment. I don't think we were clinical enough for those chances. That keeper did make a, a world-class save. Let's give the keeper credit yes. for that. Better, you know, top top draw save. But overall, I think we could have been a little bit more clinical. This should, there was another deflection, another shot that was deflected. It went went over for for a corner. Yeah, those were those key moments. We're going to you know, QPR are a solid team. I don't think they're a great team, but we were, we we're not going to play the likes of QPR emphatically win week in week out. So I think. We've got to be more clinical in those moments. But overall, we went into halftime just a little bit flat and jaded, I thought. Okay. And I agree with that, Emilio. And I knew that we would see a response from QPR. Mm. And Warburton makes a major change. He brings mm-hmm. on Dykes, who's basically, you know, we talk about Mitro on fire. He's been on fire for his country and also for QPR. Mm. And it pays dividends right away. So let's talk about your reaction when they equalized early in the second half. And I'm thinking... Here we go again. I actually <laughs> thought of the Middlesbrough match, Emilio. I went all the way back because I thought, okay, we're letting a team hang around. Mm. Here we go again. I know it was earlier yeah. in the second half compared to late on against Middlesbrough, mm. but it had that feel of that Middlesbrough match to me. Yeah. And he scores. And what was going through your mind when you saw this goal? And were you really concerned that Fulham might not be able to come back from this? Yeah, Even though it was it's just an equalizer. Yeah, a bit like yourself. It felt like a sucker punch, you know, rather than being like, you know, we get those sucker punches late on in the game. And this gave us there was still hope. There's still plenty of time to to turn the screw on again and actually you know, turn that game around. But it just it was here we go again. You know, it's, we're paying a price for not being clinical enough or not scoring in that second in that first half. And that that was my frustration. And that was preventable. That goal, admittedly, it was a it was a good finish. You know, there was you know the good passing from. QPR, they split up that ball, that split of the open was was you know was top was top drawn and they scored you know with a comfortable and competent finish. Dennis Odoi, I'm not I'm not going to call him out here, but you know he gave the ball away cheaply, but then we still had opportunities to clear that ball and clear our lines. And unfortunately, it did feel like here we go again. And you know, did we have the character and this belief to turn that game around? Because you know, I think is, is there a statistic that we haven't prior to today actually come back, go back into a winning position after going right. back to a draw? So that was the first time we've gone, we've turned that, that, that stat around. So it's, uh, but yeah, it was a disappointment because we always know we're liable to conceding a goal. And when it's only one nil, we haven't got the, the parkable way of working that you, you know, right. so you know, there's always going to be a goal that we're going to concede. So, um, yeah, so, but thankfully there was still a good half an hour to recover the situation. Okay. Excellent. And over to you, Max, the response then comes from Fulham with a second goal from Metro. Oh, and as the announcer kept saying, it's, it's so, Valuable to have a goal scorer like this, especially <laughs> in the championship. And he does it again. Max, he yeah. scores the second goal. What were your thoughts about the goal from Mitro here? Second. And, yeah, I think we need to give credit to Robinson because his driving run up from left back started out this entire yes. move. And, you know, I've been critical of him in the past. He's not always consistent. But when he can come on in a position like that with, with a tired defense mm-hmm. and draw defenders towards him, create the space for Cabano, it's a great pass into his path. 
And yeah. honestly, a lovely cross from these skins. We haven't seen as much of that no. from him. His delivery hasn't been as good as you know we know it can be. But that was perfect. But the header mm. from Micho, I mean, that's just different class. Mm. He's no right from scoring from that position. He's far out. He loops it right, right off the kisses of post and in. I think best striker in the league for sure. But yeah. one thing I'd like to say about the equalizer, the, the yep. QPR goal, you know, I think we should point fingers at Joe Bryan because he doesn't track the run at all. Mm. Dykes is miles on side, and Brian just watched him go across the back. And then, you know, I know this is not going to be popular, but I think Merrick Rodak is weak there. I, I, I like him. I'm not saying I'm anti-Rodak, but oh, here we go. He, he doesn't make himself <laughs> big, and I think that's I think that's weak goalkeeping. I remember okay. when he did against Burrow and got sent off. He almost overcorrected and wow, was too cautious. Right. But listen, not not listen. It's his first match back in a while. I'm not going to yeah. point fingers. You know, I'm saying if that well, if let's be honest, did, he didn't have much to do in the no, if, <laughs> if Gazaniga did that, there'd be a lot of different comments, yeah. I think. But yep. that's fine. I'm not going to die on that hill today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Bettinelli, where are you? Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Chelsea, he's, he's just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very interesting. What are your thoughts about that, Emilio, going back to the uh, goal from QPR? Do you put a little blame on Rodak? Yeah, that's a good point. I never, I never thought about that, but it was on the other side of the pitch. But now Max is commenting, and I think that's a fair shout, to be honest. I think obviously I'm, I'll, that's one of the positives prior to the game, seeing Rodak back with the right. number one jersey, and I think now it's his to lose, from what Marco Silva is saying. So you know, it's good that he's pushed Gazaniga hard week in, week out. To, you know, and Gazaniga, you make him any mistake, then you know you someone sniffing the back of your neck. So it's a good, it's a fair call. I don't think he's going, it's going to mean he's going to be dropped, but it's just right. a reminder that he's just got to be sharp and alert and. Thankfully, he didn't have much to do today, so he's had a chance to ease back in, get 90 minutes under his belt and start to get some confidence back. Because obviously, his performances will improve. He'll have harder games in the future. But the Joe Bryan point, I think, is fair as well. I didn't want to make that point. Otherwise, fans will keep saying I keep criticising Joe Bryan when he does. He makes mistakes. And uh, but it's, you know, it's fair. I, I deliberately didn't say that because people know I'm not. <laughs> it, it, it was unfortunate for him, though, today. I don't I don't think he, he really got in the match and then he got injured on that yeah, goal. Yeah. Trying to make up for his mistakes. So I, I did feel for him. Yeah. Okay. I, I hope he's okay. 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 Right back to you, Emilio. And I'm curious uh, if you've got a good view of uh, Bobby Decadova Reed's goal that made it three to one. And this is set up by Seri. And oh. this was a quick response. Emilio, and listen, I've been critical, and I'm going to call myself out of Bobby Decadova-Reed, but when he finishes well, it is a well-taken goal. This is a very well-taken goal from Bobby Decadova-Reed. He didn't even think about it. He just no. went for the shot, and he took it, and Fulmer now up 3-1, to one, and the match is now in hand by this uh, quick move you mm-hmm. know, by Bobby Decadova-Reed. He didn't think about it. He just took advantage of the opportunity, and he took it. Yeah, that pass from Seri, though, you know, let's be honest, oh. it's a, you know, we're blessed to have a man of that quality playing <laughs> week in, week out. I've been very bullish about him since he's been, you know, he's had yeah. you know, a couple of subpar performances, you know, but overall, him and Mitrovic have been by far the most consistent players this season. He was, he's, again, that pass was beautiful. I know he didn't have, Seri didn't have the best second half. He got, he got, you know, I think the substitution that QPR made in the second half, I think the guys behind me were saying, actually, Seri was was found out in the second half. He, did, he wasn't really involved. He was. He was. He made a few mistakes. Didn't have as much space as he normally has. But that pass to Bobby Dodgeri was fantastic, and the calm, composed finish. I thought maybe he shot. I wanted him to take another step forward and get closer to the keeper. The fact that he had the confidence to shoot from that from that range and calmly slotting it past the goalkeeper. That's a cool finish. And Absolutely. to be honest, that was game over. But the fact that we, you know, we got those two quick goals, it just goes to show you know there's. You, we, we we all create a lot of chances and we've got to be clinical on the fact that that second half things clicked 
more so than in the first. You know, for, you know, in the first half we created probably easier chances and only scored one. Second half, the goals that we took. You know, at the end of the day, you look at on half to half. Yep. You could argue sometimes it's going to click. It's going to click, and that second half, whatever it seemed like the Coventry game. You know, every time Coventry came forward two weeks ago, it looks like they were going to score. And I think same with Fulham second half. Yeah. Good point. Good point. And listen, Fulham had other opportunities to score, but mm. I'm going to go to Max to give him the honors of uh, talking about Anthony Robinson scoring to make it four to one. I know it's a deflection, Max, but it's his first goal for Fulham <laughs> in the league. Let's give it him due on this. Your thoughts on the, the goal that made it four to one? Like I said, it, as Emilio said, it could have been worse. But I'll take four to one. Yeah, I think the fans uh, get an assist here because they're they're urging everyone to shoot from miles out. Robinson <laughs> yeah. listens to them, and you know that's what happens sure. when you, yep. you make your own luck. You know, you, you're exactly. aggressive, you take shots. You know exactly. what happens. It's a team like QPR, they might turn it in their own net, like they did. So that, that was great to see. I think he's expecting a, a baby on the way, uh, and he does oh, yeah. a really good performance for the US. So a big week for an Anthony Robinson. Mm-hmm. And I think this this really cements his place in the starting eleven for me. You know, it was it was just night and day when Brian went off. And again, this is not a knock on Brian, but I just think right. Robinson offers something different. But he doesn't need to prove on his defending, which he wasn't truly tested on in that mm. second half. Um, okay. But honestly, yeah, that was a perfect way to make it make it a great day out. Silence to QPR supporters. And the cottage was as loud as I've heard it in recent memory today. That's so correct. Emilio, yeah. you can tell us a bit about that. How is it like being there? I was oh, going to ask Emilio, Emilio, how was the atmosphere? Because, again, there's been so much talk about the atmosphere at Craven Cottage. How was it today? Uh, yeah, it was it was on, you know, on fire, to be honest. I got there a little bit earlier than normal. I got in there about 20, 25 minutes before the game. So it was just sort of on pitch side, seeing the players warm up, getting a view of Johansson. And Great it just, pictures, it was good to see. by the way. Yeah. And I'm going to share more pictures you sent me. Yeah, and I'll send you some more after the after okay. the show. And um, overall, it was great atmosphere. You know, we always you know we always play well against QPR at home. Typically, there's always goals in these games, um, and just the atmosphere was incredible. But it went very flat towards the back end of the first half. The game got a little bit ugly. A lot of fouls, niggly fouls. Johansson was lucky. It took what 35, 40 minutes before he got a yellow card. He had about five fouls preceding that. And he finally got a yellow card. But the fact they only had two yellow cards in the first half was not a true reflection of the game. They, they, I thought the second half was going to be more ugly. I thought right. they were going to play more long balls to Charlie Austin, really to, to play, rough it up a little bit more and, and make our defence a little bit more uncomfortable. But they really but they didn't just, do that, Emilio. They didn't they do that. No, they sort no. of tried to play to their philosophy and all credit to them. But, yeah. you know, the atmosphere was credible. We only called a second, then the third, then the fourth. A bit of arrogance there. There was arrogance in that sort of Arrogance, huh? Interesting. You know, Cabano, for example, should, you know, what was he doing there? Square the ball to Bobby Reed. I know he created a chance, opportunity. He felt like he wanted to go and score that in the second half, but... If he squared it to Bobby Reed, there would have been another goal there, to be honest. But that's what arrogance and confidence does to you when you're, <laughs> you're comfortably ahead. And I think having Tom Kearney on the bench, you know, clearly I think that lifted the crowd and maybe lifted the players as well. Just having him there as a presence was good to see. And then I saw him having a little chat with uh, Stefan Johansson and Tim Ream in the middle of the park at the end of the game. So that was good to old fo- old friends having yeah. to chat for old times. So there was a, you know, some sentimental memory from today's game as well, as well as the, that emphatic victory. But the, the atmosphere was great. I'll send you the videos Absolutely, of the celebrations I, of the I goals. I will share them. Absolutely. And uh, all right, guys, coming up next, we're going to talk about who was man of the match. If you're watching live with us, please share who was your man of the match. And I'll have some final commentary as well. Okay, Emilio, let's get to it. Who was your man of the match? I think I'm going to give it to Mitrovic, not just with his two top-class goals, but his desire, passion, fight, determination for 90 minutes. He was still fighting to the death to get his hat-trick. And that's a, that's, a, that's a sign of a player who's on fire, confident, 
and was really up for the game today. So for, for me, hands down, it was Mitrovic. But other good performances to call out, I thought Wilson had... I've had a bit of a debate with Steve Reynolds offline about um, Wilson's, you know, first half before. I thought his first half, you know, it was in and out of the game. It didn't really do yeah. enough for me. But second half looked lively before he got taken off. I thought Kibano had an excellent second half. Reed, a hell of a lot of trackings, you know, defensively for the team and had a very good point, had a very confident, very good goal. And they're, they're some of the key call-outs for me. Defensively, like I said, we weren't necessarily tested, but, you know, downside, I think Harrison Reed didn't have the best game, to be honest. I thought he was, you know, his passing was, you know, it's always a lot of huffing and puffing, desire, trying to break up play. Those sort of moments of composure are still lacking in his game. You know, they're just doing the simple things well. Passeri had a good first half again, got, I think, got sort of, got found out in the second half because he had a player on him. But overall, Mitrovic, Man of the match for me, but some good performances there, especially the second half from Cubano and Wilson and Bob, Bobby Reed. Okay. We have some really interesting comments from the form supporters, which I'll be sharing in just a second. If you're watching live, you mm. should certainly see some different names there than Mitro. Over to you, Max. You told me offline that you believed it was Mitro. How could it not mm. be Mitro? Are you still going with that Mad Max or Optimus Max? <laughs> yeah, still, still going with Mitro. I think how many championship strikers could score those two goals that he scored today. yeah yeah not many i mean the first one that, that is a, actually one of the best strikes i've seen all season yeah just based on him off balance hit it low near post you know on the half volley that's just superb and the second one as we discussed earlier is just a ridiculous header um but also <laughs> what emilio said the the pressing pressing players in that first half i meant he had like a sprint 30 yards yeah for a throw in it wasn't even an important phase of play but it showed he cared and i think he was more involved in the build-up play than he has been earlier. So that's a material we want to see week in and week out. Yeah. He can be the most valuable player for us. Um, you know, shout out also has to go to Cabano. And I yep. think the Wilson point is, is good, Amelia, because first half he was more central. I think mm. when he gets shifted wide, that's when he yeah. that's where he can excel. Exactly. And that's what I w- w- want to say to Silva is that keep Wilson wide. There's not really a need then for Cavalero mm. in the starting right. 11. We yes. just need that center attacking midfielder. Exactly. Is that Kearney? Is that Carvalho? That's a big question mark now. Yeah. That's a great take there. Max, because again, I'm going to be mentioning Harry Wilson in just a second for a different reason. But I'm going to share the comments from the phone supporters of who they thought were man of the match. And again, thank you, everyone who is sharing this live with us. Steve Turner says, Seri. Dominic Mitro. Mm. Let's see, Tony over here says, Cabano man of the match. And then I have mm-hmm. another Seri. So there's some decent amount for Seri. Here's a, here's a funny one. I'm going to give you a funny one. Man of the match, most solid. Sorry, wrong game. Watford were awful. Come back. Full <laughs> Premier League needs you. Yes, Chris, the Premier League does need us. Thank you for sharing that. We'll be there next season. We might be swapping with yourselves, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just mind what you wish for. Okay. Sorry for me. Some very interesting men of the matches. Let's we'll see. Ronnie, another Sorry. So there's a good amount that are saying Sorry here. See what Colm Bugler says. Mitro, men of the match. Sorry is worth a mention. So we're mm. really nailing it here. Our friend Steve Reynolds in Spain. Sorry. Let's see. Again, it's all over the place. Andrew Parsonson should be Cabano, if not for his terrible one-on-one miss. Mitrovic, man of the match. Mm-hmm. Here's one from our friend Rob Wilson. Reed. Oh, no, no, no. I disagree totally. With you. Harrison Reed was, you know, no, sorry. Sorry, Rob, I disagree with you there. You know, a lot of huff and puff, a lot of chasing down the ball in the, in the attacking half. But his passing at times was very, very poor today. But. Seri had a very good first half, but the second half a little bit off the ball. Other than that sweet pass for an assist for this, the Bobby Decadova read. But you know, I, you, people who know me and listen to the show week in week out know that I'm I'm a very big fan of Seri, and I've been mentioning yep. him week in week out. 
So, um, okay, very good, very interesting comments. Thank you, everyone, for sharing that. Okay, before we wrap this up, I do want to mention one topic that again was part of our last show. And before I mention this topic, I just want to say thank you to Max for doing that show with me, and thank you for all the former supporters who reached out to me on the behalf of me and Max that were concerned about both of us, some of the responses we got from the Coventry city supporters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we are a family. And as Emilio started the show with his commentary, that was proven time and time again, these last two weeks. So I just want to say a huge thank you. And part of what we talked about Max and I, and I mentioned this on the show was the dive, the dive Mm -hmm. in the Coventry city match. So I'm going to be fair here because I said, I would call out our own players. I'm going to say this right now. Max knows what's coming. <laughs> Stop diving, Harry Wilson. Stop it. You're better mm-hmm. than this. He's looking for it. Max and I were going back and forth. Max, mm-hmm. do you disagree with me on this? I, I think, you know, he went down easily, but I don't think he appealed for it and then got up, you know, mm-hmm. fairly quickly. It wasn't yeah. the great, greatest thing to see on the replay, but it's not as egregious as what we saw mm-hmm. two no. weeks ago. No, it's not, but I thought it was a, a little theatrical. And listen, we've seen that from Mitro too, Emilio. Mm. I don't like that part of Mitro's game. I really not don't today. like that part. Not today. We didn't see that Mitrovic today. No, no I'm not, just saying in general. Yeah, in general, yeah, occasionally, yeah. In general. But, you know, you know how I feel about diving. I saw this, and I just, I have to mention, I have to be fair. I just don't mm. want to see it. I don't yeah. want to see it. He's a great player. He doesn't need to be doing that. So, Max and I, I've disagree a little bit on that but i've seen a little of that tendencies from harry wilson in the past he doesn't need to do it he absolutely doesn't need to do it okay before we go max final thoughts and we'll wrap this up max can you hear me just a great way you know to start off yes Mm -hmm. can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah just a great way to start off the saturday love to get a win over qpr reminds me of that six nil win back in uh 2012 so come on full Okay. Final thoughts from you, Emilio, being at the ground, and I hope you had a great day today. Yeah, absolutely. The you know, great, great performance. A lot of you know, a lot of opportunity, a lot of chances created. The fans are on fire. The players are on fire. We've got to carry that on against Cardiff on Wednesday night. So this game will be forgotten come tomorrow. So it's all about preparation for Wednesday night's game. Get another three points, and then we'll be back to where we need to be. But these are the performances we need to consistently play, and we played for ninety minutes pretty much today. You know, Swansea game a couple of weeks ago. I thought we, you know, we've dominated that first half. Was it three 0 up? But again, second half a little bit off the boil. Look, you know, didn't really create much. This yeah. was a this was a ninety minute performance, broadly speaking. And we need more of those. So okay. great victory and and good go go, go back home, QPR. <laughs> you're Absolutely. not welcome. You're not welcome at Craven Cottage. <laughs> okay, one final comment on a on a funny note. This is from Chris Goodwin. If footballers <laughs> want to dive. They should dive in a swimming pool. And apparently there's going to be one very soon at Craven Cottage. Yeah. So they can go right there with apparently Mr. Khan, who said he plans to use that's the swimming reference. pool. If you watch the video, <laughs> he's going to be using that swimming pool. Mm. And uh, that's a very interesting feature of the Riverside stand. Well, hopefully he'll be here more often as well, coming to watch the club. You know, I know he wants to be. You know, he was here clear. this weekend because of the Jaguars. But it'd be nice to, yep. for him to visit when there's no American football game as well. That'd be nice. Well, to he's going to be here for the Cardiff City match as well. He made that clear too. So, but you know, um, that's actually a great comment from Chris Goodwin. A great way to end the show. <laughs> but we're going to wrap this up. We will have a post-match show probably on Monday, along with. Uh, Mia and uh, Jan Chines, but let's wrap this up. 
for Mad Max, who today is Optimus Max, and the mm-hmm. Foam Shadow, who is outside of Craven Cars. That's Emilio Danella. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.